Kobe Trice. Real name, no gimmicks. Two trailer park girls go round the outside, round the outside, round the outside. Episode 22, Double Deuce, of the Around the Outside Podcast, presented by Freight Train Studios. As always, it's your boy, Lux Prada. Joining, as always, is my lovely, lovely, wonderful, y'all know the drill, wonderful co-host, Mr. Kevin Kutch. What it do? Man, Kevin, Kansas. Kansas. Who owns man. Kansas, man? Who owns them? Jumping, 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 them boys out there, something. They just been like two or three weeks out that country. Oh, my fucking God, we own that track. 2311, we own Kansas. I don't, everyone here, everything. Even, I will say this, rough weekend for Boba, but from what I heard, he was killing it before the tire blew. He was Oh, yeah, he, he was flying out there. He was in second place. He was killing it before the tire blew. So mm-hmm. this is noted. When we head to Kansas, when we had that track in the middle of the heartlands, in the words of um, Swerve Strickland, whose house? 2311's house, baby. Put some respect on their name. True that. Keeping that 45, that number 45 win streak going. Literally, the last two fall races in a row and literally three of the last four races at Kansas alone have belonged to 2311 and that 45 team. The only person that subbed us from a complete sweep was the boss man. That was it. That was it. The only person. Man, we're killing it. But um, no, congratulations to Tyler Reddick. Um, what a what an improvement he's made to this team. Um, we saw last year um, how good he. How, I mean, he was literally the bright spot in, at Richard Childress Racing last year. You know, he was literally the only thing really to talk about that team. Um, and so what an improvement he's done this year with 2311, obviously two wins now and on two different types of track captain. I mean, he won a road course and now he's won an oval. So he's not just a one trick pony captain. Hey man, that's how you make a deep playoff run happen, right? Exactly. I'm telling you. And we already know how good those 2311 cars are on mile and halves. Um, now, from the bright side of a win to the downside of a 32nd place finish is Bubba, who came into that race poised to not only jump above the cut line, but put some distance from it. Mm-hmm. Now goes into Bristol this weekend with a 19-point gap. Now, am I panicking? Maybe. No, you know what? You know, here's, I'm going I'm to use the line from Despicable Me. Captain, I know I know this is weird. Am right. I upset? No. A little, but <laughs> <laughs> so am I worried? No, a little. Yes, I am. Um now his thing is 19 points. You can point that. He can point his way into the next round. He can. Couple stage, couple stage, um, good stage finishes in both stages. Five hundred laps, plenty of laps to do it, but also plenty of laps for things to go wrong. And Bristol, we'll get about this later when we talk about the preview because we're not on dirt this time, Captain. We're on the concrete, we're not on dirt like we were earlier in the year. We're on concrete. So, but Bristol, you know this, Captain, is if anything happens, you can go from being on the lead lap to six laps down like that. It's so true. With those 15-second laps, like, it goes by in a blink. It goes by in a blink. It, and especially with the dual pit roads. And yeah. when, it goes, when it goes good, it goes great. But when it goes bad, it goes bad, bad. Yeah, I'm looking forward um, to talking about that more on the uh, race preview. But I want to give a couple shout-outs for good finishers. Chase Elliott, mm-hmm. 
Bouncing back, getting in sixth. Joe mm-hmm. Logano, good points day in fifth. Kyle Larson, fourth. Eric Jones. Eric Jones in third. Can you believe that? Man, I'm telling you, when that team switches to Toyota next year, I'm going to say it right here if nobody else says, watch out for that team. Because we already know how good Eric Jones is when you put him in top-tier equipment. He was really good with Joe Gibbs Racing. And now, basically, that whole team, that's his team. Legacy Motor Club is team. I don't want nobody to know, to misunderstood. That Legacy Motor Club, he is the number one driver at that team. Now, how that might work with John Hunnimanchek coming over there, um, we'll see. But right now, that is he leads that team. So that definitely, he. I'm telling next year is going to be. I'm I'm predicting already in 2023 a breakout season for Eric Jones' 2024. I'm predicting that right now. Um, but yeah, so definitely watch out. Be great run for him and great run for that whole team. They've been busting their butt the last couple of years. The last couple, this at the start of the season it was horrible. Start of the season was tragic, tragic. But that team has turned it around. Through that. So, continue. Through that. Continue. Oh, so uh, seventh place, Kyle Busch. Eighth place, Christopher mm-hmm. Bell. Ninth place, Brad Keselowski. And tenth place, Alex Bowman. I want to do a couple outliers. Hard day. Hard day for Martin Truex Jr. Uh, his tire went down on lap, what, three? I and, really- yeah, similar to uh, Bubba's situation with the tire going down. And so his day was over from the start. So he's actually on the outside looking in now. By seven points. Can you imagine regular season champion possibly being eliminated in the first round? That's insanity, man. That's crazy. And I and I know what people are saying. Oh, the first round, the regular season champion should be get a um playoff, get an automatic berth in the first round. Honestly, Captain, what's your thoughts on that? Because the more I hear it, the more it starts to make sense. I'm I'm not for it. So hear me out. Hear me out. Okay. Martin Truex Jr.'s crew chief was playing a uh, strategy here. He's making a gamble. He's trying to run a low tire pressure so that way the car can suck a little bit closer to the ground and have better uh, handling. It's a great thing to do. But he actually went outside of Goodyear's recommendations for tire pressure. So right. here's the thing. He's going outside of safety spec to get a little bit extra time. That's fine. But he's making a gamble. What happens when you're on the outside? Tires pop. Why is he, as a crew chief in the first round of the playoffs, making gambles like this. That is true. But on the flip side of that, I do uh, kind of agree. Because let's be honest, NASCAR created the playoffs to be a little bit more like basketball, football, and baseball, right? Correct? Right. Yeah. You know that postseason thing. All of those seasons, if you win the regular season or you're the number one seed in the regular season, you get a buy into the next round. You know? Yeah, but you don't just jump to the championship or nothing. No, I don't know. I don't believe. I don't believe the championship. For those people saying that the regular season champion should get an automatic berth to the championship, for fuck out of here. No, I don't believe so. No, absolutely not. But an automatic berth in the round of twelve, I do agree with that. I think that is a good call. You know, I mean, I mean, hell, because but but here's the thing. Here's the thing. March Madness. Does anybody get a, a first round by for being a number one seed? True, but that's a lot of teams. How many teams are in March Madness tournament? 60, well, 68. Right. We're talking about 16 drivers. You know what I mean? So it's – I'm okay with that odd prospect, but leave it at the round of 12. I believe after the round of 12, you you made your bed, you lie in it. And I agree with what, what um, Captain said about, like, if you make a gamble and it doesn't pay off, that's that's your bed, you know? But I do believe – you worked your butt off. You had a great regular season. You won the regular season championship on top of the bonus points because clearly those bonus playoff points isn't mm-hmm. helping him from staying above the cut line. Yeah, and so, honestly, if I was a Martin Truex Jr. fan, I wouldn't be too nervous. Like, he doesn't need to do amazing. He just needs to have a good, clean race. Mm-hmm. That's his yeah, kind of race. Right. Um, but, yeah, so definitely disappointing. A little bit of shout out for Sheldon Creed in his first in his first race, finished top thirty. I mean, I know top thirty isn't really anything to um, shout home about, but he finished all the laps. I think he was only about two laps down, one or two laps down, but finished all the laps. And especially on a BJ McLeod car, which I've been to these races. This is no stuff on BJ McLeod personally, 
that car is the slowest car in the field. Yeah. So to bring it ahead of guys like Austin Sindrick, JT Haley, whatever incentives they might have, hey, it's a it's a finish. It's a it's a finish. So hey, shout out to um shout out to Sheldon Creed. Um speaking of shout outs, mm-hmm. I want to give another big shout out to Carson Hosevar, man. He's been doing pretty well in that in that 42. And I think he's gonna be back in the car this weekend as well. So shout out to him. But overall, great finish. Now we shift our focus to the Xfinity series, who wrapped up their regular season this past weekend um at um Kansas Motor Speedway. So this weekend they go into their playoffs. Real quick, shout out to um a couple notable race results, real quick. John Hernemachek won again. This this man that if you didn't have him in your preseason championship four, you better put him in there, man, because he is unconscious. Um <laughs> shout out to Brandon Jones finishing P2, Sheldon Creed, P3, Parker Kligerman. How about well um I gotta say he made it in Captain. This small big team right big big um I forget the name of the team. But Big Ten race, I keep saying Big Ten, it's something big something. Big Machine, thank you. My God. It came <laughs> out of ma- nowhere, though, right? Yeah, Big Machine Racing, small team. This is a small team, and they got in on points onto the playoffs. So Parker Quickerman is racing for an Xfinity Series championship, and I couldn't be happier. Good for them, um, man. Good for them. Yep. Shout out to Brett Moffitt and the 25 AM team, top 10. Kaz Grohl, another top 10. And Joe Graff Jr., you, that's a name you probably don't really see, hear that often, but in the 19 car, top 10 for him. So a good couple top 10s for some usually ro- lower-running Toyotas and Joe Gaff Jr. and Kaz Grala in 10th. So really good run for the Toyotas. Toyotas just really, really won well in these mile and a half, man. I don't know what it has been the last couple years. Yeah, they come dialed in on those. Toyota, Toyotas ruled the world when it comes to mile and a half. But, um, but yeah, but – it leads us to our Xfinity Series playoffs. Who the round of twelve consists of John Hunter Nemechek, Austin Hill, Justin Algar, Cole Custer, Sam Mayer, Chandler Smith, Josh Berry, and Sheldon Creed. Going into the first race at Bristol, below the cut line is Sammy Smith, Jeb Burden, Daniel Hemrick, and Parker Kligerman. Ooh. So. We didn't really talk about this um, for the Cup Series. We missed it. But who is your first four out? Who amongst those guys is going to be the first eliminated? We go into Bristol this week, and I believe it's Bristol, Texas, and then the Roval. I think we skipped Talladega. So Bristol, Texas, and then the Roval. Who do you believe is going to be your first four out for the Xfinity Series championship? Man, that's tough because they're all really close on points right now. So, mm-hmm. I, I mean, even like the Parker Clearman's 12th right now, but he's only four points below the bubble. So it's not like he's an obvious pick. Um, Dan, I guess I'll go with, uh, dude, this is, this is tough. This is tough. Uh, Parker Clearman's a good story, but I think he'll be one of the first far out. Uh, just doesn't have the material to keep up with it or the parts to keep up. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm also going to say Josh Berry gets some bad luck. It ain't on Ooh. him, but he's one of the first far out. Uh, Jeb Burton. No, no, I think he'll make it in. Uh, Daniel Hemrick. I think he'll also be one of the first four out. And then lastly, and this might be a little bit insanity. I'm not sure, but I think Sheldon Creed will also be part of the first four out. Who you got, man? Who you got? You hurt my heart. You hurt my heart with that. Ah, ah, how dare you? Okay. Oh, (laughs) my first four out. Um, I'm going to disagree with you on this. Jeb Burton, I think he's going to be the first four out. I mean, it, it was a good story, him winning at Taudega with that Jordan Anderson racing team. But outside of that, where has that team been? Good point. So I think that team gets out first. Parker Kligerman, I think I think he'll make it in, actually. I think he'll make it in. I think he'll point, find his way to point in. But I think I'm going to put a little bit money on it. I think he might get a surprise win at the Roval. I think watch out for him at the Roval. Ooh. So, I mean, hey, Parker's a road course guy. He knows how to get it done on road courses. And that's where the odds are even. And I'll be there in person to see it happen. Yeah. Um, so I got Jeb Burton, 
Um, a couple of shots I think there might fall, might run into some bad luck and fall out. I'm going to say Chandler Smith. That team really hasn't really impressed me since his win at, at the beginning of the season. I think they had early season speed, but kind of fallen off. So I need to see more of them. I think it's going to be double college cars out. I think Chandler Smith and Daniel Hemrick are both eliminated in the first round along with Jeb Burton. And so, I, hang on, that's two, it's three. So we need one more. Um, I think I'm going to agree with you on Josh Berry. I think Josh Berry runs into bad luck as well, and I think he gets out. So I think my first four is Berry, Burton, Hemrick, and Chandler Smith. I think those are going to be the first four eliminated. All right, all right, all right. And now also we got to look at the truck series because I think the truck series are now on their second. Um, yeah, truck series just completed their first round. And now basically this round takes us to the championship four. So right. as of right now, the championship four consists of Heim, Eckes, Infinger, and Josevar. On the outside looking in is Zane Smith, Ty Majeski, Ben Rhodes, and Nick Sanchez. So look, I got Alexa. I got to ask you. I mean, do you think this final, the top four right now for a truck series, is pretty well set, or do you think there's going to be some shakeup yet? Right now, I think that's a really solid and a really good top championship four. Like based on when you look at the season as a whole, those are the four guys that have been killing it all year long. Corey Heim, multiple wins. Eckes, multiple wins. Infinger, multiple wins. Osvar, multiple wins. Like, those are the four guys. You know, I think anyone popping in here, as good as Zane Smith is, I mean, the defending Truck Series champion, as good as Ty Majeski is, as good as Ben Rose is, former champion himself, and as good as Nick Sanchez has been points-wise, those guys haven't – I. Those guys haven't had the season that the top four currently have. So right now, until further notice, I'm saying that top four stays the same. Um, if I can think of anybody who could possibly shake it up, he won at Bristol last year and put himself in the championship four. Ben Rhodes also has a win at Bristol, albeit on the dirt, but still. Um, and... You can never count out the defending champion in Zane Smith. So any one of those guys, I don't think Nick Sanchez has it in him. So I, if there's anybody that's going to jump up, I would either say it's either Zane Smith, um, Majeski, or maybe Ben Rhodes with some good luck. But right now, top four is my top four. What about you? Yeah, you know, I think it's, it's tough. I think uh, Grant Anfinger gets a little bit of bad luck and Zane Smith finds his way in. That would be heartbreaking for that GMS team. I, I, I'm not going to lie. As somebody who's seen GMS grow from being a non-existent team to being a truck series team the way it is, I kind of want to see him be um, – I kind of want to see him pull off a furniture Row racing in 2017 and just win the championship on their last year. And I kind of I kind of would love to see that. Oh, for sure, for sure. That'd be a really cool story. But um, but yeah, so playoff season is hot and ready. Like we said, we mentioned about the Cup Series. We're gonna mention it real quick before we head off. Going into the final race, Truex Jr. minus seven, Bubba Wallace minus nineteen, Stenhouse minus twenty-two, McDowell. I think Stenhouse and McDowell. A lot of people had it on their first out. Um. Truex, nobody expected. I think a lot of people had Bubba in there. Um, I wasn't one of them, but obviously bad luck is bad luck. I mean, shoot, dude. Finished seventh at Bristol at Darlington, was leading, had a good run until the tire cut off. So, I mean, a little bit of hope I have is this 23 team. If you remember last year, Bubba was running the top three before power steering issues. True. Um, so, that's a real He's done well at Bristol before. I mean, he's a short track guy. I mean, he grew up racing on short tracks, so we'll see. But um, us, I think that team's going to go in here with a must-win mentality. I think you kind of have to. As much as nice points would be, you can't expect. you can't. It can't be like Daytona where 
you can kind of rely on a repeat winner. You know, you can move and shake or whatever that. I think they have to go into a must-win mentality. So I think you'll see some Bubba Wallace make some late pick calls, maybe stay out to get a couple stage points, you know, maybe, you know, gas and go, two tires to get track position, et cetera, et cetera. I think you're going to see him try to go for the win. Oh, I could see it. I could see it. I mean, he's kind of in a must-win situation, right? I mean, yeah, kind of, uh, I think the points on Kevin Harvick. Right Right now, he can technically point his way in, but it's gonna it's gonna require some bad luck from guys like Harvick, Bell, Logano, Busher, Chastain, which is possible because I mean Bristol, Bristol, it's, it's Bristol it's for a reason, and it can be rude to some people. So right. it's definitely possible for these guys up front to run into some bad luck, but. He's going to need some bad luck in order to pull his way in. So I think it's best to go for a win. But with that being said, um, we are going to take our first break and it's come back for the news. And silly season is all it's the movers and shakers. Domino pieces are falling. We'll break it down for you and break down the latest news when we come back. See you guys on the other side. Hey, thanks for listening to the Round the Outside podcast presented by Freight Train Studios. Make sure to follow us on Twitter at FreeTrainCCB. There, you'll also find a link to our All My Links page where you can check out our YouTube channel. Thanks so much for your support, and back to the show. Welcome back to the Around the Outside podcast presented by Freight Train Studios. And before we get into the news, we got to talk about – I can't believe we bring this up again. We brought it up in the, at 2021. We brought it up in 2022, and now 2023. Chase Elliott and Kyle Larson. Calvin, these two just can't get on the same page. Man, yeah, it seems like they're button heads and they're both the champ they both have championship rings. So like they're they're talented. They're supposed to be leading the horses. Like, what's going on there, Lux? Walk me through this. We are literally seeing for my F1 fans, you know exactly this. This is the NASCAR equivalent of Nico Rosberg versus Lewis Hamilton. Two young guys in their prime who are crazy talented, both supposed to be driver number one of the team. Both of them are just finding a way to get in each other's way. And honestly, as much as I know the Larson fans are going to get on me for this, I'm blaming Larson for a big chunk of it. Because ever since he's joined up with that team and he's kind of gotten success, I hate to say this because I, I was a fan of him going through the Ganassi days, the Turner Scott days, all the way up until the suspension and everything. I was a fan of his. He's starting to sound a bit like a pretentious jerk. He is. Larson sounds like a very pretentious um what's the, what's the word I'm looking for when you just have a high opinion of yourself? Is that pretentious? Well, you say is that pretentious to have a high opinion of yourself? Yeah. Is that yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So basically you just turn it into like pompous like jerk. I'm sorry. Um and don't that's not to say that Chase Elliott isn't having his own problems and being a menace himself. I think we talked about how Chevrolet sat Ross Chastain down and had a conversation. I think Mr. H needs to sit in a room with Jeff Gordon, Kyle Larson, Chase Elliott, those four, and just say, hey, look, this has got to stop. Because outside of Byron, those are your two top drivers. I mean, hell, they are literally two of the last three NASCAR champions. Right. Like, they have both, they both have all the talent in the world. Talent for days, Captain. You know this. But Tons, if, man. They, if they can't play ball, and this is going to come as a shock, one of them might have to leave. We might be looking at a Kobe Shaq situation where if they can't play ball, one of them has to dip. You you really think that would happen? You really think that would happen? Man, that would be that would be peak silly season. Like seriously. I I don't think I don't want it to happen, but it's one of those things of you can't have two guys that just 
seemingly getting each other's way on the track. You're supposed to be teammates. You're supposed to be teammates. And we've seen NASCAR, we've seen NASCAR drivers separate from problematic teammates before. It's happened before. Um, I'm trying to think of two teammates that just didn't get along or somehow ran into each you know what it's 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 almost like remember DEI in 2005 where it seemed like every incident involved both DEI cars mm-hmm. Junior and Michael Waltrip yeah um and that kind of I kind of believe that led to Michael dipping on oh. DEI I, I don't know I'm, I'm not I don't I'm not speaking on behalf of Michael Waltrip I'm not speaking on behalf of DEI whatever but notice right after that tremendous, that horrible 2005 season, he left and took Napa sponsorship with him. Good point. So maybe that's what happened. I don't know. But it's just, and it's only coincidence that we're seeing this happen with another Napa driver. Coincidence? I think not. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, but it's just, if you're a Hendrick Motorsports fan, you watch this and you're like, bro, we're supposed to be a dominant team. I mean, hell, at the beginning of the season, Hendrick Motorsports was on a roll, were they not? True, true. Beginning of the season, both Larson were killing it. And I think if Chase didn't get hurt, he would have been up there, you know? So it's just, I think Mr. H and, the, and, and Jeff Gordon need to sit those two guys down in a room and say, hey, look, this ends right here. All right, if you guys can't get along and agree to give each other space, I'm he's not like he's asking them to roll over for each other, you know? Right. Oh, hey, hey, he, hey. What if what what if Mr. H has to only pick one? Who's he keep? That's a big question. I think oh god. Yeah, I think low key that Larson's the better driver, but Chase has a lot more money behind him. I mean, he's he's, he's got fan support. But what driver is Karen Hendricks is carrying the boss's name on him? Good point. That's a good point. You know, I mean, this guy took a chance on him coming out of suspension and he won 10 races. And since that 2020 season, Chase has been up and down. So I think if, 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 honestly, I don't even think, I don't even think. Mr. H will make that choice. I think they I think Chase will probably in that situation, Chase will probably leave himself. I think Chase has enough um mindset. And you know, I mean his dad's Bill Elliott. You know, Bill Bill's Bill's a smart cookie. Bill's not gonna stand for that stuff, you know. So I think Bill himself will be like, all right, look, if you're not gonna if you're not gonna tell him to back off, my my kid will go somewhere else. And wouldn't every NASCAR team be backing up their Brinks trucks to that fucking house in Dawsonville to try oh, to get man. Chase to drive for him? Oh man, yeah. And you know one team, you know one team. If I if I had a top of my head, you know one team that I think would love to have him on there. RCR. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Can you imagine? Can you imagine Chase Elliott RCR with teammates with Kyle Busch? Ooh, but I mean, they'd have to get another. Uh, they'd have to get another car, right? Because there's no way he's going to replace his grandson, the owner Richard Childress. Mm-hmm. You really think they replace Austin Dillon, his own grandson? I don't know. Man. You, I don't know. Let, I'm gonna let you. I'm gonna let you. I'm gonna let you be the judge of that. I think they'd have to get another. Uh, they'd have to get a third four, car. Four wins in five years. In five what? Five, six, seven years. Oh no, man! I, no I don't think you should have the ride right now. Like, but we'll see. Speaking of silly season, and this is a good segue into it. Dominoes have started to fall, Captain. Dominoes mm-hmm. have started to fall. One of the biggest dominoes came in the season was obviously is Dean Hamlin going to stay? That got answered last week with him announcing that he will be staying with twenty three with um with Toyota and Joe Gibbs Racing. Obviously, Truex, everyone thought was going to retire. He announced he's coming back, so that's two Toyota spots there. We just heard John, um, John Hunter Nemechek's moving up to replace the car formerly driven by Noah Gregson for Lexi Motor Club. But with that being said, one team that constantly 
is still on the fence of we they don't know what they're doing or nobody knows what they're doing. Stuart Haas Racing, Captain. Only two rides on that team, in my opinion, are secure. And that's Josh Berry, because he just got announced, and Chase Briscoe. True. Outside of that, that 10 ride until until further notice, that 10 rides up for grabs, and that 41 car is up for grabs. So at this point, it comes down to who who do you think? I'll give you the thing, Captain. We got a bunch of free agents. We got Zane Smith, obviously, Truck Series champion, looking for a ride. Um, we got some drives from Xfinity Series who might be looking to move up. Obviously, big name is Carson Hosevar, who's also be looking up. Um, you got a bunch of movers and shakers, drivers coming from other teams. Right now, Captain, who, what do you think happens with that 10 and that 41? Do you think they change the lineup, stays the same, call up from the Xfinity Series program? What do you think, Captain? Now, give you mine. Man, that's a really tough question, especially with how crazy this silly season has been. Like, I don't know if I feel comfortable even trying to predict it. Like, I'm going to be way off. You know, I feel like no matter what I pick, are you leaning any way? You got any insights? I don't have any insights, unfortunately, um, as much as I would love to have members and stuff like that. But um, I do believe Eric Amarola, I think it's time for him to step down. I know yeah. he want, it's a good story coming back. I, I think he tried to be the – I think he tried to be the Geno Smith, you know, and he tried to write me off, but I ain't right back. But you, you ain't Geno Smith. You, you ain't Geno Smith. Uh, Eric Amarola, you, you, you suck. You, you suck. I'm sorry. <laughs> you suck. You suck. Um, you're a great guy. Great guy, but yeah. Um, so I think I think he needs to step down. With that opens it up. I think Ryan Priest has done enough to warrant another year. I think one year contract to stay with that team. However, it won't be with that 41. I think Ryan Priest moves over from the 41 to the 10, um, to the 10 car, right? And I think Cole Custer gets called up to go back into that 41 car. I think Cole Custer gets another shot in that 41. I think that that should be his car. I think okay. that should be that 41 car is that's I mean, it was Kurt Bush's originally and it got passed down to Cole Custer. I think that should be his. So um that's my prediction for there. As far as the Xfinity series program, who's gonna replace? I think Zane Smith moves up from trucks. To Xfinity to replace Cole Custer in that double zero um, full-time Xfinity Series ride. I believe that's a good spot for him to go. You know, you get a top-tier ride. He Obviously, he's a great driver. Um, and I think Tony Stewart, I think, I think he fits. He fits the kind of guy that Tony Stewart would want to have on his team. You know, you know somebody who's respectful, good, good face for sponsors, good attitude, good head on his shoulders, aggressive when he needs to be. You know, I think he fits what Stuart House Racing is looking for. So that's why I believe how Stuart House Racing is going to work out. I think Riley Herbst, Riley Herbst, I think, is going to go into next year on a, if you do not improve, you're gone. Um, I think Ooh. Riley Herbst is on the hot seat. I think Riley Herbst is on the hot seat because, I mean, this year was supposed to be a good year, and it hasn't been. I mean, it started off well. I think he's got it in him. It's just it's about consistency. Because one week, one week he can be running up front. The next week he can't get out of his own way, you know. So it's about consistency for that team, and we'll see. I mean, Riley Herbst has. Um, matter of fact, actually, I know what Riley Herbst is probably going to do. I think if I think if Rick Ware Racing wants to move to two cars next year, I think he brings up. Um, Riley Herbst to drive one of them. I think we'll have Justin Haley and Riley Herbst. I think those are two dominoes I think I'm going to predict. Because he didn't do too bad in his in his Cup Series runs. Um, but obviously, how bad can you do in a Rick Ware racing car? You know what I mean? The team's already right. bad. So right. you get two young drivers in Justin Haley. You get full-time sponsorship in Monster Energy for Riley Herbst. So you take care of your sponsorship problems there. So I think that's where my prediction is. Um, but now that leaves a couple of names in Xfinity open, obviously, um, the eight car vacated by Josh Berry, um, that 20 car is going to be vacated by John Hunter Nemechek. Um, so 
obviously names. Do you have any idea of who you think might get some of those shots, spots? Let me know. For like John Hunter Nemechek? For John Hunter Nemechek, who's replacing Josh Berry in the eight, you know, there and there. Because the one – Sam May already announced he's coming back. Um, Brandon Jones announced he's coming back. Um, Austin Hill announced he's coming back. So some names are going away. What do you think? Okay, so actually this kind of rolls into another one. Like we're talking about there's potentially Spire might get a new charter, right? Or buy one from Live Fast. Right. So you think that maybe that could be his path into the cup? Like who? Who's? You're talking about Burton. Burton. Um who? Jeb Burton? Yeah, you think that could be his path back in? No, no. no. Jeb Burton never got the cup. Oh, true, 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 true. I think you might be thinking of Harrison. But um, but no, honestly, I think Jeff Burden stays. I don't think that team gets changed at all. I mean, they won a race and they made the playoffs, so I think that team stays where it is at 27 with Jeff Burden and um, Jordan Anderson racing. I think right now, I think Hosevar, I think if any if any spot opens up in Cup for Spire, I think that's all Hosevar. I think that's yeah. all him. I think that's yeah. got his name written right over it. If he doesn't, um, I can see him possibly moving over to um, maybe their Xfinity Series team if they're not ready to take that chance on him in Cup. Maybe move him over to Xfinity. Honestly, I can see him. I can see him going part time in the Xfinity Cup Series with that seventy seven team, and then going full time in Xfinity Series with that team. I can see that happening. Um, could definitely yeah, see that happening. That actually brings up a question of David. Uh, he had submitted his question for the podcast. Was mm-hmm. Lux, do you think that Carson Hosevar is cup ready? Like, what, what's your thoughts on that? Uh, it's hard to judge because all three series are completely different. So it's hard to judge who's cup ready anymore. Um, it used to be easy. You know, if you've ran a couple races in Xfinity, you should be ready and stuff like that. But as you can see with Ty Gibbs and Noah Gregson, there's clearly a big steep learning curve from Xfinity to Cup or Truck to Cup. It's a big steep learning curve. Um, I think for the for the up, if you're talking about a big team like Stuart Haas Racing, Joe Gibbs Racing, you know all these big teams. No. But for a team that really doesn't have that much success success to go on in general, I think it, he would be Cup ready for that team. So as far as is he Cup ready for a small team? Yes. For a big team? No. Okay, okay, that's I can see that. I can see that. Um but yeah, as far as the eight car for junior motorsports, oh god. You know what? And this is this is could this could probably be the shock of the of the playoffs of the of the silly season. He's gonna make his truck series debut this weekend. What's stopping Junior from putting another late model racer in that eight car? In Carson Quapple. I mean, Carson Quapple, we've seen how good he is in, in the Cars Tour. That's where Josh Berry came from. He moved him right up part time, then full time. What's stopping him from doing the same with Carson? Oh, man. Yeah, you got a point there. You know, um, so that's a name that nobody's really talked about that I think can, I can definitely see being a possibility. Um, another team that under the radar that we have not talked about enough, Colleague Racing is still missing a driver for that 31 team. Because remember, oh, Justin yeah. Haley's leaving. And I have a theory on who I think it's going to be. Who do you think? Who do you think? I think, I think it's going to be Noah Gregson. Oh, what's I that? I think it's going to be Noah Gregson. Colleague Racing... He talked about they're going to shake the world up with their announcement, and they kind of conveniently said that, I think, right around the Noah Gregson suspension time. So I just think – I think it would be a colleague racing thing to do, too, to just grab him. It would be a colleague racing thing to do. You know what I mean? They, Yeah. It's, he just fits their, their tone of their drivers and stuff like that. Um I think honestly, I think Colleague Racing might be looking for two spots next year instead of just one. Because I think AJ Allmendinger is going to go back to Xfinity full time. Okay. I think I think Xfinity 
And then that opens up the 16 ride. In that case, I think it's another opportunity for Daniel Hemrick to get a redemption. I think we're going to see a lot of back-to-cup redemption next year. I think we're going to see – we got John Hunt-Nemechek. We got um, – I think Cole Custer is going to come back up. I think Daniel Hemrick might get another opportunity. Noah Gregg. So I think we're going to see a lot of back-to-cup redemption. I think redemption is going to be – that's going to be the name of the year for 2024. I think it's going to be redemption. So, Ooh. but um, another big domino to fall, and this one got announced, and this is something that we're going to pay attention to because we don't know what he's going to be driving, where he's going to be driving, or who he's going to be driving. All we know is what banner he's going to be driving on. He's coming home to the States from the land of New Zealand. SBG, Captain. He has announced today, he announced today that he has signed a deal with Trackhouse Racing Developmental Program, basically stating, as I talked about earlier, they plan to put him in select races in the Cup, Xfinity, and Truck Series, plus late model in other races. So he's not just going to be racing in the top tiers. We're going to see him get some late model races, man. Um, So this is a statement from SVG. Um, I'm quoting him right here. This announcement means so many things to me. I'm proud of what I've achieved here in Australia, but I'm excited by this new chapter of my career and the opportunities that it brings. I'm so thankful to everyone who played a role in my career so far, especially Triple Eight Racing Engineering. Looking forward to finishing our year with a few more highlights. It's time for a new challenge, and this adventure in the NASCAR would be the biggest challenge of my career and one I'm really looking forward to. I want to thank Justin Marks and everyone at Trackhouse Racing who take a chance on me and give me this opportunity. I'm excited to get to America and get the season started. So, yeah, definitely, um, this is definitely big news for Trackhouse. Trackhouse Racing, they're, they're changing the game, man. They're, they're, they're changing the game. They're That's exactly Project what the sport game. needs. Exactly. Project 91, I think they're talking about um, a team that could possibly be looking at a charter. I think they might get a charter for SVG. So he doesn't have to worry about qualifying when he races. Okay. I also want to give you a shout out, Lux, because didn't you predict this in one of your hot takes earlier this season? The SVG mm. would be racing full time in Cup. Oh, full, would be racing in NASCAR next year. I think I did. Oh, I think it was also Lewis Hamilton, and I think that's out of the picture. No, we don't no, have to talk about that one. We're talking about the the hits, not the messes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I did say this. I think honestly, I I knew it was kind of be inevitable because you know SVG. He's done everything that is to do in, in there. I mean, you plus you look at his former um, supercars, supercars buddy, Matt, uh, Scott McLaughlin, and he took an opportunity moving over to IndyCar with Penske, and we all, the rest of history, we've seen how that has, has planned out for him. So I think that, I think Scott McLaughlin's success in America with IndyCar opened the door for, for uh, SVG to be like, hey, there's an opportunity here. You know, obviously also guys like Marcus Ambrose who did it before, they also proved, hey, you can come over here and be successful. Um, so yeah, so that's big news today. I'm I'm excited. I follow SVG from way in his early days before he even got over to Red Bull to that Red Bull and Pool Triple A team. Um back when he was just back when he was them drifting drifting big V eight supercars on professional drift circuit, you know. So um I've been a fan of his ever since. He's the one reason why I've watched, why I try to get highlights of um, of V8 Supercar Racing was that. So I'm super excited as somebody who's a fan of his. I'm super excited to see him go get over here. But, yeah, so that's another um, silly season domino to fall. And now we turn our attention to the Truck Series because I think the Truck Series has a couple of interesting names. By the way, my prediction, I didn't say my prediction for who I think is going to get the 20 car. Until proven otherwise, I think that 20 has Corey Himes' name written all over it. Okay. I think that 20 has Corey Himes' name written all over it. I think the 19 will continue to be a star car and a part-time car. I think that 20 that has its name right, right over it. As far as who replaces um, Corey Himes in that 11 truck for Tricon Racing, I believe that battle is between William Swalich and Jesse Love. Those are Toyota's two top 
Arca drivers, I believe both of them are nipping at the heels to get in that ride. Um, I believe one of them will get it. So, and then I believe, um, I think Dean Thompson might be on the outs over at that five team. And I think he might be replaced by Tony Bredinger in that five team for as truck series goes. Um, that's a that's a bit of a hot take too, getting Tony Bredinger. But honestly, I would love to see what Tony can do behind the wheel of Tricon car full time. She, she's obviously got the sponsorship. That's no problem, right? She's clearly so. she's clearly making her moves. You know, she's been with Raising Canes, Victoria's Secret. She's got sponsorship for days. So, and for those who worried about her, the one thing, even though the performances, she doesn't really have light those set the world on fire performances but the one key thing that you want from a car owner she brings the car home she brings the truck home in one piece and for in this day and age with parts being as expensive as they are that is indispensable for that so especially if you got sponsor backing like that and you can keep the car clean like you will have a career in the, in NASCAR obviously absolutely absolutely so I believe Dean Thompson hasn't really been that successful this year. Honestly, I can see Dean Thompson possibly moving over to another team. I mean, he's got his team, his family's backing, so he's got sponsorship wherever he goes. One, you know what would be really ironic, and I would love for this to happen? What if he replaces Haley Deegan at Torsport? Ooh. That would be funny. The one person he had, he has the most peace with. He would just take her car, her, her ride. Um, speaking of Haley Deegan, I, I, bro, I got nothing. I got nothing. What do you, do you think? What do you think? I'm, I'm asking you and I'll ask people at home. I, I think as long as Haley's got sponsorship backing, as long as she wants to race in a truck series, I think she can. All right. Do you think she stays with Thorsport or do you think they kick her to the curb? Um, I don't think they'll kick her to the curb. I think they'll give her another year. All right. What you, what you think? Bro, you're the only the only driver on that team that did not make the playoffs. Come on, bro. I mean, they can't be that dumb. I'm sorry. She's a bust. It's she all about is, the Benjamins, man. She's NASCAR bust. I don't think going to Xfinity Series will help her. I think she'll probably somehow get an opportunity in Xfinity Series, but I I I need to see it before I believe any skill. But with that being said, um, is there any more news to report? Oh, we talked about um, no Gregson getting re- um, I don't know if we talked about, it, but no Gregson got reinstated today. He'd be racing the late model race, and um, a good friend of ours. Well, I don't know if you call him a friend, but somebody we are big fans of here at the Around the Outside podcast, Ryan Vargas, is going to be making his um Germany debut coming up soon. He'll be racing in – hang on, give me one second. I want to make sure I get all this correctly. Ausserschlieb in Germany. Yes, he is. Do, 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 you, do you know? Do you have anything on the press release, or do I have to go? Yeah, he'll be driving the uh, number 30 Camaro. Yep. The NASCAR Wheeling Euro Series later this month. Yes, he will. And honestly, I'm excited for him. Um, those boys in Europe, man – for those who don't watch European NASCAR, go watch it because those boys do not play. Those boys are very, very competitive. So definitely go check it out. He'll also be running some truck series races as well. Um, I'm trying to find more stuff on it, but definitely. But no, so um, yeah, that is going to do it for this segment. We're going to come back with the final rundown as we head into the last great Coliseum the world's fastest half mile, the stadium, Thunder Valley, so many names. See you on the other side when we talk about Bristol, baby. Hey, do you know I also stream on Twitch? Make sure to follow me at twitch.tv slash luxrider. And now it's time for the final rundown. Back to the show. Welcome back to the Around the Outside podcast. And it is time for the final rundown. Captain, where are we at this weekend? We're at Bristol, baby. It's Bristol, baby. 
Oh, man. Thunder Valley, the night race at Bristol, one of the staples of the NASCAR calendar ever since they started putting lights at this freaking track. Um, this track never lets you down, Captain. It's You think of NASCAR highlights, a lot of them happen at Bristol night race. I mean, obviously, the chaotic Earnhardt versus Terry Labonte, two finishes. I think it was the 96 and the 98 or something like that. Um... The first one I'm talking about when he pushed Terry into the wall as Terry crossed the finish line. And the last second one where he, and when the second one where he spun him out, won the last lap to take the win. Um then of course you go back to you go back to the days of um Jeff Gordon doing a bump and run on Rusty Wallace to get the win. Um Tony Stewart's helmet throw on Matt Kenseth, Jeff um Ward Burton throwing his heat shields from his shoes into the window of Dale Jr. You know, the night race at Bristol further accentuates the old theory of if you have feelings, leave them outside your track. Don't bring them inside because you're going to get them hurt. That's so true. That's so true. It's a, it's a fight every time. It is a fight. This track is chaotic as chaotic can be. And it's and I I love it. I've been in this race actually. By the way, Chris, um, Captain, I went to this race in 2011. I saw the Bristol Night Race in 2011. So I have been to Bristol Motor Speedway before, and this track is like like we said. It's if you've never for those watching listening, if you've never been to Bristol, go. Yeah. If you have I've been to Bristol to, too, it's a good time. It is an amazing facility. Um, now, obviously, they added dirt on it for the spring. For the first time we went there for the dirt race, obviously, they're not doing that anymore. The dirt is gone. Concrete is back on there. So, with that being said, now we can kind of review this track as it usually is. Funny, funny note about this. Did you know that Bristol has actually hosted three football games? Really? Captain, did you know? I didn't know yep. three. I knew they'd done at least the one Tennessee game. Actually, September 2nd, 1961, the Philadelphia Eagles played the Washington Redskins in a preseason game. Um, at Bristol yep. Um, it was the track, yeah, the track hosted, and the Eagles won 17 to 10. And then 2016, obviously, the battle at Bristol between the Tennessee Volunteers and the Virginia Tech Hokies. Big race, big game. Um, I'm going to have to go back and watch that game just for shits and giggles. Um, Tennessee Volunteers thrashed Virginia Tech 45-24. to um, And then I think one week later, the East Tennessee State Buccaneers played the West Carolina Catamounts, and the Buccaneers won 34-31. to so three football games have been played at that stadium. Damn. Um, yeah, cool. Uh, as far as the track record, the track record for ovals for a cup series sits at 14.94, set by Kyle Larson in 2018. Xfinity, Ross Chastain. Uh, no, Xfinity, Cole Custer, 2019, 15.65. And Truck Series, Ross Chastain at 15.47. So if we get any times lower than a 14.9, they beat the track record for the Cup Series. Um, Cam, who do you think has the most wins at this big track? At this Bristol? Track? Bristol. Who do you think has the most wins? Oh, man. Isn't it... Uh... It's got to be either Rusty Wallace or Daryl Waltrip, right? You got one of them right. DW? DW. DW has most wins with 12 wins at this track. Um, He shares the record for most top fives with Richard Petty at 26. Richard Petty owns the record for most top tens with 37 and most starts with 60. Mark Martin and Kill Yarborough tied for the most polls with nine apiece. Mm. Um. Terry Labonte, the Iron Man himself, holds the record for most laps completed at 26,000 laps. Yes. That man got to know every single crease on that track. Every single. Well, I don't know. 
You can go around it twenty six thousand oh, yeah, so. times and tell no, him. Oh, he probably knows every seat in that whole venue. Hang on. I, I said I don't know because I'm near this track is going through. This track was once asphalt and it was outdoors, and then they put stadium and stuff like that and turned to concrete. So the track's gone through changes. But, uh, man, no, I don't after twenty six thousand times, you can see the future track too. <laughs> <laughs> most last flag goes to Kelly Arbo at forty three hundred, and then the most wins by active driver. Take a guess who owns the record for most wins by active driver? By active driver, probably Kyle Busch. Yeah, Kyle Busch with nine wins. So Ooh. he's. I'm telling you. I can see him possibly breaking a record for most wins that I tried. He's only what three, three, four away. Are we talking just cup or all cross? Um, cup. He's got nine cup wins there. He's got nine cup wins at this track. Don't forget, he's the only driver to have won all three races in one weekend at one track, and he did it twice. I think it's 2010, he won the truck series, expanding in cup, and I think he did it again in 2017. So. With that being said, we already know this track is a fast, fast racetrack. Um, world's fastest Coliseum, world's fastest half mile, the Bull Ring, Thunder Valley, pun in nicknames. It is. Fun fact, another fun fact, real quick. Did you know Bristol is a two state town? I did not. Bristol is a two state town. Downtown Bristol, one side of the one side of the street is Bristol, Virginia. The other side of the street, Bristol, Tennessee. And what? I remember when I went there, we stood. Um, there's a little sign by the railroad tracks where it says it says Bristol, and then one side it says VA, and the other side it says TN for Tennessee. It is really cool. And one, I had we asked a bartender. Um, we went to a restaurant. We asked a bartender, "Have people escaped from Tennessee law enforcement by just crossing the street into Virginia?" <laughs> I think she said that has happened a couple times. That's hilarious. That's Can you imagine? Hilarious. Can you imagine, like, wait, stop before you cross the street? And you can just literally be standing on the other side of the street and just yell at cops, hey, you can't get me. I'm in another state now. I'm out of your jurisdiction. That's all funny. Right. That's funny. Yeah. With that being said, all jokes aside, it is time for our picks. All three series racing this weekend. Obviously, the trucks race tomorrow night, Thursday night. Xfinity on Friday night and Cup on Saturday night. As far as teams, interesting entries for the Truck Series, like we've mentioned earlier, Carson Quapel making his Truck Series debut for Spire Motorsports in the number seven. Jake Drew is back behind the wheel of the number 61. Parker Quigerman returns to the Truck Series in the 75 team. He won a race with them last year at Mid-Ohio. So some notable names there. Um, Kevin, do you want to go first or should I? I should have a coin here. I think you get the honors, my man. All right. As far as the truck series at Bristol, my prediction, my main pick, I am going to – this track is very fast. You got to have balls to win it. And there's one driver that has balls like crazy. Give me Carson Hosevar to get the dub and move Ooh, on to – You stole mine. You stole mine. That's who I had. Hey, that's payback because how many times have you stole mine over the years? Over the month? <laughs> All right, as for my dark horse, you know, he's making his debut. Every time he gets into a truck, every time he gets into something, he's fast. I think this kid's got is could be possibly the next big thing. Give me Carson Quapple. His truck series debut. Okay. Okay. So my got? main my main pick, I was gonna do Carson Hosevar, but you got him. You got him. So I guess great minds think alike. Uh, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm gonna pick the guy who's tied with him in points and Zane Smith. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Get from row back in the round of four. Um, and then my dark horse, Chase Purdy. He's got eight top tens. So, I mean, he's got to get the win eventually, right? I guess. Um, we haven't really said Chase Purdy's name all this year. That, that's been a kind of forgetful season, but who knows? Maybe he could shock the world. Exactly. Shock the nation. Shock the nation on Thursday night. Now we move to the Xfinity Series race, the Food City 300 at Bristol. Some notable names in the race for here. Derek Krause back behind the wheel of 11. Trevor Bain. Trevor Bain is back in the 19 in his home state of Tennessee. Connor Mozak in the 24. Raja Karuth in the 44 as well. Dale Earnhardt Jr. is back in the Xfinity Series car, driving the 88. So that's a big name. Um, so, Kevin... I went first the last time. You do the honors. Who you get right. in the series? I'm, 
gets win number seven of the year. John Hunter Nemechek. Boo, you picked the boring answer. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, but it's it's a easy call. Easy call. Dark horse, though, because I don't know how many times I could get to say this. My dark horse is Dale Earnhardt Jr. Yeah, I know. I know if I if I let you go first, you would grab him. It's okay. It's okay. <laughs> um, yeah, as, for, as my main pick, I once again I'm I'm gonna cover you with a Toyota, but I'm not gonna go. I'm gonna go with his teammate, with your boy's teammate. I'm gonna pick Sammy Smith. I think for some reason I just got a feeling that this track could fit him. And I think he can possibly get the dub this weekend. And as for my dark horse, I'm going to go with his teammate, the Tennessee native himself. Give me Trevor Bain. Ooh, okay. I got a pair of, got a pair of Joe Gibbs racing garbs for my picks. And now we move on to the Cup Series. And I assume you want to keep going. Let me go first. Yeah, yeah, go for it, man. First, you made a mistake letting me go first. I'm just going to point that out. I'm going to point that out after the fact. Because the person who I'm going to pick, he's going to get win number 10 at the world's fastest half mile and get closer to the all-time wins list at this racetrack and push himself in the next round. Give me Kyle Rowdy Bush for my main pick. Ooh, I like it. I like it. As for my dark horse, um, you know what? I've I've been I've been high on this team for the last couple of weeks. He's and he hasn't let me down since. I'm gonna stick with the momentum. Give me that Jones boy, Eric Jones. My dark okay. Horse. Okay. So my man pick. This man's gonna make it two wins in a row. Tyler Reddick. That's right. That's okay. right. Dark Horse, this guy needs to win to get in. I'm going with Michael McDowell. He's been actually decent at some short tracks, and he's got a desperate spot. To, uh, he's in a desperate spot because he cannot make it by points. So I think I'd be pretty, pretty damn clutch for him to pull it off. I just had a flashback to the 2000, I think it was a 2020 All-Star Race. Open at Bristol where Bubba, where Michael McDowell turned Bubba into the wall. He's got flashbacks. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, moving on. Now it is time for our hot takes. Kevin, do you have any? I do have a hot take. All right. Let's All right. Here's first. mine. Here's mine. Ready? Yeah. Eric Jones is going to do better at Legacy in a Toyota than he did with any previous team. Better than Joe Gibbs? You got yep. two wins. He's going to have more. St- that's my hot take. He's going to get more success at Legacy in a Toyota than he even had at Joe Gibbs. All right. My hot take is we talked about we talked about this, man. You know what? I kind of feel. Can I get two? Because I got, I got two in my head right now. Uh, yeah. Go for it. One of them involves our guest coming over from Down Under. I predict SVG next year will win a race in all three NASCAR Touring Series. I believe he'll win a Truck Series race, an Xfinity race, and he'll return to victory in the Cup Series. That is my big hot take there. Um, my okay. next hot... What's up? So, okay, okay. What's your, what's your second one? My next hot take is... I talked about it. It's my silly season prediction. I think Carson hosts. I think Carson Quapel goes straight from Cars Tour late models right to that number eight in Xfinity full time next year. I think that's going to happen. I think he's going to follow the path of Josh Berry and go straight from late models to Xfinity series. And I think he can have just as much success as Josh Berry did. Oh, okay. This kid, Junior's high on him. Um, we've talked about how late mall racers are getting better and better. I think that he definitely gets it. So that is my hot take. Anything else you have before we end the episode, Captain? That's all I got for now. This has been a great episode, Lux. I'm man, I'm pumped for Bristol. 
I am too. You can't. It's hard not to get pumped for Bristol. I mean, it's Bristol. Like, what did Dale Jr. say? It's Bristol, baby. Exactly. It's Bristol, baby. Bristol, baby. With that being said, guys, have a great afternoon. Whatever you're listening to this podcast, Godspeed. Ride out. Yeah.